0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Dominique Beaumont. You are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. This is episode 54, Chosen for the Furnace. Season with Salt, with Salt. What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I don't know about you all, but I'm really, really excited about the potential of a new year. 2020 has been eye-opening, it has been thrilling, inspirational, but it's also been very difficult (laughs) to navigate. It just seems like there is just so much going on, and it seems like the longer that 2020 goes, like, the worse it gets. And I hate to be a pessimist, but it has been um, a pretty wild ride. Nevertheless, I'm thankful to God that He allowed me uh, to survive this season because the gift of life is so incredible, especially in a day and time when so many have succumbed to this deadly pandemic. So many have survived but also um, been left with wild symptoms and things that perhaps they'll never um, be able to shake. So God is faithful, and I just thank God for his using me, uh, you know, in this day and time where um, people are giving up or they are uncertain about what to do. Um, This season has resulted in a lot of clarity for me, for which I am grateful um, I want to talk a little bit today about um, something that I think um, will resonate with you um, and if it won't resonate it doesn't resonate with you for this season, perhaps there are other seasons of your life for which you can understand and uh, if it's something that you deem to be helpful, please share, and encourage other people to listen. Um, I was just thinking about how crazy life is, and I had a very, very difficult week uh, this week um, with uh, just dealing with a number of disappointments, and also, uh, most especially, like, seeking the Lord for His will for my life and trying to understand, uh, not necessarily complaining about this season, but just trying to best understand what God's will is for this season, and... I think that although I try to be positive, I've that life in general can be extremely overwhelming. It is sometimes very difficult to keep your head above the water. Um, it seems like sometimes, and maybe you can identify with this, that things that even things that you are praying for, they get worse and worse and worse and worse. Like, you pray about it, and then there is this unexpected turn. And sometimes, there have certainly been seasons in my life where I feel like my life is like a horror movie that just keeps taking a turn for the worse. Like, (laughs) it's thrilling and exciting, but it just feels like there is no potential for a positive end. Like, you're just trying to get from day to day opportunity to opportunity, experience to experience, relationship to relationship, but it's nothing, there's nothing that's really thriving. You're surviving, but you're not thriving. And, The challenge with that sometimes can be that it has an influence on our ability to trust God because if you're faithful and you're serving God and you're doing everything that you think is right, you're living the best that you know how, you're working to be the best employee, you're trying to be the best husband or wife, the best father uh, or mother, the best son or daughter, and it just seems like the harder you try the worse it gets and it's difficult because you know sometimes when things happen um it's easy for us to blame ourselves for decisions that we made in the past that um we feel like led to what we are experiencing um and we can get in really um dangerous um, territory um and i just wanted to encourage you because um life will present you with a lot of obstacles. And the purpose, if you've ever seen an obstacle course, the purpose of the obstacle course is to see people successfully get through the obstacle course. And I think that um, we must not mistake a challenge. We must not mistake a setback For God's intention um, to kill us or to make us um, you know feel like um, we are not going to be successful and the reality is that so I want to really talk to people who just sometimes feel like running away Um, I have some of those days where I just want to get in my car and just drive and it's not that I'm having a suicidal thought or it's just that sometimes even doing good things like it just becomes overwhelming and it it, you can get in spaces where you've gone the extra mile at work and somebody that you report to is not um satisfied or not grateful for your contribution and you can feel like wow Um, One of the things that I have experienced, if I'm being completely honest, is the feeling of being alone, like from a ministry perspective, because there's so much to do. And and there is and then there are the things that nobody does that you feel this leading to do. Um, You feel this burden to do. Um, and it's hard to articulate that to people who don't feel the burden. And so you're just surrounded by good natured people who are telling you, oh, it doesn't take all that, or you shouldn't do that, or you should stop that, or you shouldn't do this, or you should go do this, or you should tell this person this. And there is just all of these voices around you. And sometimes, you know, it's just like you want to vent to somebody who will just listen and understand where you are. Um, The other thing that um, I have, and I'm just being vulnerable and talking about my own experience, I have had like seasons, I think I'm in one of those seasons now where um, I know that God has called me to be emotionally, physically, and spiritually available for other people, and I have accepted that challenge wholeheartedly, but there are days when I'm like, oh my gosh, I just... When I was in my twenties, like ice cream would have fixed this or or a drink or or you know going to the mob, but the older you get. Like, the more you become weary, and sometimes you have to step out of that and just, like, encourage yourself. But I don't care what anybody says. Like, I know what the Bible says. I'm just being honest. It can be very difficult to be responsible for your own encouragement. (laughs) Like, it can be very difficult to be, you know, trying to navigate whether coronavirus in your body or in the life of someone else who is you love, but they don't live in the same place that you live. And so you can't really help them. Like, Yes, you can, you know, like sing to yourself psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, but there is a deep part of you that really needs to have a sense of hope that just doesn't always come naturally. And so I'm talking to the folks like me who are just seeking for some light at the end of the tunnel, right? And it's not, we're not going to jump off a bridge. We're not going to harm ourselves. But sometimes you just need to know that what you are experiencing is not the end of you. It's not the end all be all. And even though there's a pattern of negativity, there's a pattern of destruction, a pattern of bad experiences, bad relationships, it doesn't mean that cycles cannot be broken. And so I want to talk to people who need to hear that cycles can be broken, that things can improve, that children can turn their lives around, that sickness can be healed. I want to talk to people that just need um, a little bit of reassurance that what they are experiencing, what they are going through is not the end of the world. It's not the end of the day. It's not the end of life. If God is allowing you or favoring you to experience and endure it, it's for a reason. And I know that's hard to hear sometimes because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't need this lesson. (laughs) Like, okay, got it. Thanks for the lesson. I've learned it. I get it. And and can we just stop now? And God is like, no, there's more to learn. I am was thinking about this really um popular well-known passage of scripture in daniel the third chapter in the bible where uh king nebuchadnezzar Um, decided that he was going to have the whole entire kingdom bow down to a golden image. And he had some people who were on his team, uh, in particular three Hebrew boys. uh, We know them um, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their given names, the names that they were given. And they um, said, you know what, we're not going to bow. Um, And the king um, heard about their refusal to bow. The king heard about their commitment to God, their, their, their standing firm in their conviction. And he said to them, you know what, like, I'm just going to have to burn you up throw you in the furnace I'm gonna have to kill you essentially if you do not bow and I'm sure that they were scared I'm sure they were like oh my gosh like for real like but they said you know what like we will not bow and we will go in the furnace and hey check this out Our God can deliver us from the furnace, but if he doesn't deliver us from the furnace, it's not because he can't. And they were making this pro... I'm sure they were scared when they were making this proclamation. I'm sure they were wondering, like, how are we going to get out of this? I'm sure that they were concerned about the potential of going into the furnace being the final day for them. And I'm sure that they understood... Um, what it meant to provoke um, uh, the ego of a king but they were uh, committed to God and I just started thinking about their experience uh, in the furnace I started thinking about how Um, they, um, where I wanted to understand in my heart, like why God chose them in particular, because sometimes when we're going through difficulty, sometimes when we've been subjected to that furnace experience, like we're asking ourselves, why us father, why has my faithfulness, why has my goodness and why have all the things that I have done, like, Resulted in me being in the furnace. Like, why could I? Why did this have to be this kingdom? Why did it have to be this king? Why did it have to be me? And I wanted to really understand, like, why God um, would choose um, these particular. Um, uh, individuals um, to 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 really uh, minister to us and, and and to understand this, and the Lord um, began to remind me. He began to encourage my heart and say, Dominique, that there are some people um, who are not going to be having a furnace experience because they will. Um, they will surrender to the situation. They will surrender to the problem. They will give up easily. They will not be steadfast. They will be overcome with sickness and stop believing and trusting God. Their faith only goes a certain amount. And God was telling me, he said, I really wanted to use somebody that I knew I could count on, that I knew would stand firm, that I knew wouldn't be worried about what, they cannot control. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were like, we can't control life. All we can control is our commitment to our conviction, right? And so it's very hard to be committed to your conviction in difficulty. It's very hard to be standing firm in God's word and God's promise when it feels like everything around you is collapsing. And the king, um, his ego led him to not just... Uh, uh, burn him up in the furnace but he turned the fire up um, as hot as he can so hot that the men who he had asked to throw these three hebrew men into the fire their their work their servitude their obedience to the king cost them their life and just so much um is happening and and it seems like um you know Why does um, the reward for faithfulness have to be turbulence? Why does the reward for faithfulness have to be a bad situation? Why does my reward for not bowing to Satan have to be a furnace experience? I'm faithful. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'm a YPWW teacher. I'm an elder. I'm a missionary. I'm an aspiring missionary. I'm a youth worker. I'm faithful. I'm doing all I can in every way that I can. I'm ministering to children and adults. I'm being a good steward of the things that I own. How do I get in these situations where I am in a furnace, and why does it have to be me? I'm sure that at some point in the experience of these three men, they wondered, like, okay, God, at any point, you can just call this whole thing off. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, God. See, you know, remember when um, little, uh, <laughs> remember the Moses experience? Um, it just, can can you just go ahead and say, ha, ha, ha. Just playing. I just wanted to see um, if you ride with me, God. I'm riding with you. Stop the furnace. Like, get. Let's not even. Don't. Let's not even get that far, God. You can trust me. I'm good. But God is like, no. I've got to have you in the furnace. And the question is, why do I have to have a furnace experience? He needs he began to speak to my heart and he said that not everybody is built for the furnace. And the reality is, is that we sometimes look at the furnace as a terminal place. We sometimes look at the furnace as the place where it all ends. We're in that situation and we're like, it's hot in here. The pressure is up. It's turbulent. I don't think I'll make it. This is the end of me. This is going to ruin me. That's what we think about that furnace experience. And and, and, and the thing is, is that sometimes we even um, decide, okay, fine, you know, I'll just, I won't make it. Um, we, we go into this space where we even consider giving up. if We use the right language, but we consider giving up. But God, um, he needed an example of somebody in the furnace that wouldn't yield. He needed to have a representation of faithfulness and commitment in the furnace. And here's the thing, you know this story. When God um, allowed for his servants to be in the furnace, he did not send them to the furnace. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He did not. There is not a place. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how far you have gotten. I don't care how you feel. I don't care how it looks. There is not a place that God will send you, that he will not go with you. In fact, he will go before you. He will not leave you. He will not send you. And then you're like, oh, I wonder where God is. Now, it will feel sometimes like God is not there, but he will not forsake you. You will not be lost. You will not be wondering what you're going to do. He will send you comfort. He will send you a a word of encouragement. He will send you a podcast to let you know that he's thinking of you. The king Nebuchadnezzar looked into that furnace and, and, and he said, wait a minute. I put three in there, but I see four. And the Bible says that he that he, that, that he wanders who the four is. And he realizes that God, um, he threw those four, those three in, but God was there with those that he protected. And listen, you're not in what you are in alone. You are not going alone. You're not stuck alone. God is with you. If you are willing to go there because of your commitment, if you're willing to stay there and not surrender and not yield to Satan and not say that it's too hot and I'm going to give up. He will not leave you. Listen, he needed somebody that he could trust. He needed somebody that he knew would not quit. And guess what? He chose you for the furnace. Listen, if the furnace has not destroyed you, it's because God called you to the furnace because it's going to be your faithfulness that actually destroys the furnace. Let me talk about that. Let me talk about how God, um, he, he will demonstrate, his power. He will demonstrate that his might, his strength is more powerful than the fire in the furnace. He will demonstrate that with him, if you are with him, that it's you are it's, it's more than the world against you. He will demonstrate how much his love um, overshadows and overtakes any difficult space that you can be in. So God, he chooses these three men for the furnace because he knows that he can trust them. Some times when we talk about this story, we do not finish reading the whole story. We know that the scripture says that he notices that they're walking around in the furnace and they don't smell like fire when they come out. They don't smell. And the king is moved. He's, He's like, wow, you must be God. But I want to bring your attention to Daniel, the third chapter in the 29th and 30th verse. It says, therefore, this is after the king realizes that God was with these three men, these three Hebrew men in the fire. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language, which speak of anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut to pieces, and their houses shall be made dunghill. <coughs> because there is no other God that can deliver after this story. Then the king promoted, then the king promoted check out verse 30 then the king promoted shadrach meshach and abednego in the province of babylon they he promoted them they went from being a ridiculed and talked about and that ridicule and that talking about them led them to the fire it led them to a place that other people had not survived but god chose them for the furnace he chose them because he knew that they were worth protecting in the furnace. And guess what? When they came out of the furnace, he promoted them. That is the word, my friends. That is the word that I want us to really hang on to is that God is not going to bring, not only is he going to bring you out of the furnace, but he's going to promote you. You know why he's going to promote you? Because he needs somebody in that high space as a reminder of God's power, as a reminder of God's strength, as a reminder, reminder that if he did it before, he can do it again. Every time they seen Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they remember how they survived the furnace. God chose them for the furnace because he knew that he was going to deliver and elevate them and bring them out of the experience. And when he brings them out of the experience, he establishes their presence. He establishes their testimony in the company of all those who have, the opportunity to believe. You're not in the furnace just for yourself. You're in the furnace for the benefit of others. You're in the furnace for the edification of your brother and sister, your mother and your father, your son or your daughter. You're in the furnace because you are going to be an example of God's power and God's love to your coworker, to the onlooker, to your church member. God said, the reason why I Chose you for the furnace because I knew I could trust your representation. I knew I could trust you after the furnace. And listen, I want us to just set our minds and our hearts on this. If you're in the furnace now, I want you to know that God is with you. I want you to know that He is rolling with you. It might not feel like it, you might not understand what He's doing. It might be confusing to you, but God will not leave you. And guess what? After you come through it, he is not going to just leave you on the side of the road. They not only didn't smell like smoke, but he elevated him. He dressed them up so that they could be seen by others. He wanted to make sure that the witness of his power was wherever he needed it to be. Guess what? You might be going through a difficult spot in your professional career. You might be uh, down in the dumps. They might have wrote you up and sent you down to human resources sources. But if you have been faithful to God, he will not allow your foot to slip. It will not be your last promotion. You're going to, uh, you're going to rise above the furnace. You're going to be the person that God elevates. He chose you for the furnace because he knew he could trust you after the furnace. And guess what? He's not going to have you with a furnace testimony and, and be somebody that nobody knows. Listen, your furnace experience is a chapter in your book that you're going to write. Your furnace experience is an episode on your podcast. Your furnace experience is a, is a, is a message that you're going to preach that thousands will hear. You are not in the furnace for no reason. He's not going to drag you through an a, a situation that is daunting and dark and hot. He's not going to put you through that without Oh Elevating you, your 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 road to elevation. If there's a pit stop in the furnace, but it's not the final stop. It doesn't mean that life is over. It doesn't mean that ministry is over. It doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. It doesn't mean that you're a bad child. That you're a bad employee. It just means that you have to have a furnace experience so that when you come out, everybody who knew about the experience that you were in will know of God's power, will know of God's might, will know of the possibility when you are faithful and when you trust him. And so you were chosen for what you are going through. And not only were you chosen for what you are going through, God, as a result of your faithfulness, is not just going to bring you through, but He's going to bring you out and then He's going to elevate you up. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day and trust God. Mm-hmm. Seize it with soul. With soul. Seize it so all, it's all.